your son solid yet? Welcome, uh, welcome like, to Hypercast, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so he's, you know, having purees and uh, and then some, like, fruits and stuff. Yeah. 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 Talking to my wife tonight about how, like, if I think if there was, like, one big shortcoming of uh, of, of ours, you know, mm. was, like, our kids and the, and the table foods. Like, we just, we went through several periods where that was just really hard for whatever mm. reason for us to do. And we didn't do as good about it as we we probably wanted to. Sure. But right now, like I gave Riley like an entire burger tonight and he just ate it. Oh, nice. like, like, Sweet. A, like, like a patty. Yeah. yeah, Not yeah. Like a double stack. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just sitting there like, I'm just eating all this beef. Sweet. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah, like the awesome. formula is all the formula stuff's happening. And so like yeah. that was happening for a while. And then we like got a couple of like, generic ones from like target and stuff. Cause Costco's stuff ran out and then we had to buy like the fancy Similac stuff, which is like just so much more expensive per ounce. And then like yeah. eventually Costco just had it again and we were like, Oh cool. It's mm. done. And we bought that for like two weekends and then they were like, Hey, we're out again. And then Tara's like, okay, I guess I'll go back to target and target didn't have anything except this stuff from the, from England. Mm. so we had to like so all like the measurements it's like this many milliliters of water and this many scoops and i was like how many ounces is that i'm just reading this right i can't do this hectic metric system (laughs) and so i give it to riley and like he drinks it and he like looks at me like what is this what (laughs) is this yeah and uh he does not like it and um so anyway i was telling my daughter was like well what are we gonna i was like look He's he's gonna be a year old pretty soon, and that's about when the pediatrician goes. Okay, like we can probably just go on cow's milk and like some formula supplementation, but like especially the way he eats, he's getting all yeah. his vitamins from his food. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say he had that that British formula and was like, "Oi, what's this then? What's all this then? <laughs> what you give me this for? Wait, you tick." <laughs> no uh you know not not yet not yet is he gonna have a british accent well, if i keep feeding him this this uh this old darn oh, old boris johnson uk formula boris johnson <laughs> he's not even the prime minister anymore is he i anyway <laughs> that's just it sticks with my brand i'm a few years late there you go <laughs> dustin you heard a tiktok uh no, what's a TikTok? Like a clock? Like a like a like a like a clock you wear on your wrist? I was just trying to, in your pocket. I was just trying to tell you I bought a watch. Yeah, I don't even have any plans to get into the movies we're going to talk to tonight. Let's just talk about uh, the movies we're talking about tonight. Uh, Do it. The first of which is uh, Samaritan, which I had a completely different assumption about what it was about, just based on the mm. title and the cover. I was like, ah, I was like, oh, it's like. Stallone play like a like a homeless guy who like ah, saves someone's life maybe sure just a really simplistic reading of the right <laughs> yeah title I mean, poster but and I, I was get, like I can see how you'd get there here's the plot yeah I'll tell you're you what welcome. this movie's about you're welcome yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Mr. Marketing over yeah, here yeah yeah thank you no questions yeah, did you did you watch it no <laughs> oh, okay okay <laughs> <laughs> Not only but you know you're wrong. I, you, you you know enough to know that you are incorrect. I think so. 
Okay. I, I can't, uh, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm only one foot into the Dunning Kruger effect on this. Okay. Movie. I got you. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, eh. Eh. Uh, Samaritan. Samaritan is a new film uh, starring Sylvester Stallone. It's available on prime video. Um, so if you got prime, yeah, you got Samaritan. And this is, a, um, this is an Amazon. This is a prime movie, right? This wasn't like, yes, a theatrical yes, thing or anything. The, that's correct. This is this is for Prime. Um, I don't believe there was ever any intention of releasing this in theaters. I could be wrong, but yeah, I'll it's, check it out. it's for Prime. Um, so the film is directed by Julius Avery, and uh, like I said, stars Sylvester Stallone and a whole bunch of other people. Some of which you might recognize, like Martin Starr, and most of which you probably will not recognize no. at all. I'm looking and at the cast like, list, and it's just like blank. Who? who <laughs> what? Who? Pilu Asback. Um, <laughs> I, I keep saying these are like these actors kind of look like other people, but they're not the other people. So they're all like generic knockoffs of of actual famous people. Um, <laughs> they're like and, they're like dollar store. What is it? Like generic uh, great value. Whatever. Yeah, they went to they went to the Walmart and got the the great value version yeah. of jai courtney yeah moises um, arius looks like the great value version of that guy from wedding crashers like i want my painting back <laughs> yes hey, moises arius is actually in uh, a movie called the kings of summer which is really good and i do recommend that one yeah. um but so uh, samaritan is the story of um so they kind of set it up at the very beginning samaritan is uh a twin and he and his brother uh, have these superpowers. They're highly durable, super strong, um, that sort of thing. And um, and one of the brothers turns good, Samaritan, and the other turns evil, Nemesis. Nemesis, um, yeah, the names are really on the nose. Don't don't look at me. I didn't write it. Um, and <laughs> and so Nemesis. There's a third um, character named Placeholder. Man, <laughs> yeah, plot device. Um, <laughs> Insert name, name, character later, man. <laughs> right. Oh, I forgot to do that. Dang it, we shot it already. <laughs> um, yeah. So Nemesis and Samaritan at some point in I don't know the nineties ish. I don't know who knows. Um, fought and are both believed to be dead. Um, our main protagonist, uh, played by Javon Walton is um named sam and sam is this young kid who's obsessed with samaritan um he believes that samaritan survived this encounter with nemesis and he is on the hunt to find out who samaritan is sam is being bullied by some local gang members and um and his neighbor joe uh played by sylvester stallone comes out and saves him and bends a knife in the process or a knife bends when it hits him or something. I don't remember anyway. And so now <laughs> Sam is convinced that his neighbor, Joe, is Samaritan. Um, the plot kind of goes from there. Um, our villain, his name is Cyrus, um, is uh, obsessed with Nemesis and wants to complete the the mission that Nemesis had when he uh, had that fateful encounter with, with Samaritan. And so he breaks into the police headquarters, steals Nemesis's mask and his hammer that he used. And, uh, and so Cyrus is going to go do evil stuff. 
And so Sam is trying to convince Joe, Sylvester Stallone, to take up the Samaritan mantle um, and destroy Cyrus. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like the, the plot is what it is. Um, I, I gave it two stars. I think it didn't. It's not that it made me upset to watch this movie, um, but I don't have any intention of ever watching it again. And I don't think it has the story merit that it should to get a three star. Um, it's um, it, it's serviceable, like it it knows what it's trying to do. It's just never fully effective in any of it. And in fact, the first two acts really remind me of a 90s movie. It's very much like, um, well, for a couple of reasons. One is Sam is, you know, like any number of film kids like Sam Witwicky or Elliot from E.T. or uh, or or Hogarth from the Iron Giant, a normal kid who finds something extraordinary and thinks it can be his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in, in that way, it reminds me of like every nineties movie ever. And, and it reminds me of the nineties because, um, it's like, it really feels like the way that superhero movies felt before superhero movies were successful. And like, I, I say before they were successful, obviously there was, you know, Tim Burton's Batman and Donner's Superman and whatever, but but like in the 90s, there was like this string, it feels like of of these cheap, not not based on actual character superhero movies that, um, you know, kept popping up every so often. And it was like, no, oh, but these are knockoffs. And to be honest, it's because of that that I have a really hard time with a lot of superhero things that are not based in Marvel and DC, like uh, The Boys or um there's that jupiter ascending um oh, yeah. you know like like uh kickass was the same way and like i i feel like yes these some of those are based on comic books this is not this is not um but but i just have a hard time with like characters in that are like sort of analogous to actual dc or marvel characters it like really rubs me the wrong way but yeah. regardless, because um, it feels cheap, it feels like, well, well, I couldn't make a an actual Superman movie. So I'm going to make this movie right. about knockoff Superman because it's as close as I'm ever going to get. Exactly. And it, and you're just sort of like, I would just I, you're sitting there like, I just wish there was a Superman movie. Like <laughs> it feels like a fan film. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's the problem. Like I kept thinking of um, you remember Kazam with Shaq. Do I remember which Kazam? Also, <laughs> which is also a young boy who finds something extraordinary and thinks he can be his friend. Um, and, um, and so it's like that. Yeah. And, um, so it, it just, it reminded me of that and it's not in a good way by the, by the third act of the film, things start to pick up a little bit and the film becomes a little more brutal in its action, which is kind of what you've been waiting on the whole time. Right. And, but by then it's kind of too late because I don't care about the characters and I'm not invested in the story. And, you know, uh, I kind of see through the artifice of it because I'm not engrossed in the story. So I'm looking at the the fakeness of everything and realizing like, oh, but there'd be a lot of blood right there. And there's no blood here right. because this is PG-13. Right. Right. And so it's stuff like that that's really like 
um, noticeable. So even though some of the action is fine in that third act, it just doesn't quite scratch the itch because I don't care about the characters. Um, and I couldn't help but I mean, obviously, this is Stallone, but I couldn't help but compare this to like Rambo. I just watched all the Rambo movies and and thinking like. Man, this would have been a whole lot better if it just was a Rambo movie. Um, like he's back in the States and kid convinces him to do something to fight the gangs. And he does like, okay. And then it can be rated R and he can be killing people. But, (laughs) but it, it, it just doesn't quite do anything for me. Um, so again, it didn't make me angry. Like I was never angry watching this movie, but I also was not feeling any of the choices made here. So, um, so for all of those reasons, and because it feels wholly unoriginal um feels like a knockoff of something that's actually good um rather than something good in and of itself i'm just gonna say i don't recommend samaritan i think that if you're like a huge stallone fan i think you might enjoy some of what he does here although to be fair this character the way that he's written the character's kind of checked out through most of the movie I don't think Stallone is checked out, but it kind of feels that way a little bit because the character is. It may not quite scratch your Stallone itch, but it's it. it it's Stallone. So if you if you really love Sly and want to watch a movie with him in it, that's recent. Here you go. But other than that, I, there's nothing here to recommend. We were talking off the mic about this a few days ago about how like. At what point should a star like Stallone be expected to keep making films that are so physically driven? Yeah. I mean, how old is he? He uh, is, he's got to be 70. Let me see. Five ish. Sylvester Stallone is 76. Yeah. 76. Hey, look at that. I was close. So he's 76 um, years old. And yeah. I feel like his son, like, dad, you don't have to do this anymore. Like, I just, I feel like, yeah, I feel like he doesn't need to, it's like you say, you know, it's Stallone. So like he's doing the thing and it's like, but shouldn't fans of Stallone just be content with his work at this point? Like with, with his current body of work, it's so prolific and, and so yeah. iconic so much of it and to see him. Well, yeah. And and here's the thing about Stallone that people often forget. He's he's a talented writer. Yeah. He's a talented director. Yeah. Um, and and he doesn't have to keep doing these tough guy roles. No. But um on, on top of all of that, he's a talented actor. Like yeah. if you've ever seen him in Copland, you know he can pull off a quiet, yeah. dramatic performance that's nuanced and you know, I mean, Rocky is that way. The yeah. first the first two Rocky movies are that way, parts of the third. Um, Balboa is that way. Creed is that way. Um, you, you, he's, he's good at those quiet, dramatic moments. And and I think if you just cast him in something that's a drama, I think people would buy it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think he's good enough to do it. I just think he's been pigeonholed in this action movie thing for so long. He doesn't want to climb out. And like we were talking about, I would hate to get to a point as an actor where I'm requiring my audience to view me in a way that they can't possibly view me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that, you know, I, I, the action here works, but it, for how much longer, um, for how much longer, you know, 
how, how much longer is this going to be a thing for him? I, I enjoy Stallone, but I, I didn't care much for this film, uh, nor for this character. Um, I think that the character is understated and uh, and underwritten is probably the better word for it. He's underwritten. And so you gave this what was your rating? Two, Two stars. Yeah. The film release was delayed several times. So this mm. is one of the movies that was started filming in late February 2020. And they went on hiatus in March for the pandemic. And then they came back in early October to resume filming. So it was supposed to be released theatrically November 2020. And then they pushed it back to December 11th, 2020. And then I guess eventually to June 4th, 2021. Mm. And by that time, uh, when they set the release date for August 26 for 2022, they set the release date because Amazon had then bought MGM who produced mm. the movie. So it was not an Amazon yeah. film from the get go. It just became a uh, film Amazon had on the shelf. Had. Yeah. And so then they were like, all right, well, let's just put it out on Amazon prime. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. An interesting um, link between this and, and my film mm-hmm. is that Samaritan was directed by an Australian man. Okay. So was interceptor. Okay. Which, you know, you got an Amazon film. I have a Netflix film. There you um, go. And the, this uh, Interceptor was directed by Matthew John Riley, who is Australian and also is an internationally best-selling action thriller writer. This is his only film. This is his really? directorial debut. He's a writer. Wow. Not sure what, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So for people who don't know what Interceptor is, this is essentially at least how I looked at it. In many ways, I just sort of pigeonholed this as Female extraction. That <laughs> yeah. sounds kind of weird. Actually, now that I said that aloud. <laughs> um, yes. But, it, it, you know, if you remember Extraction starring Chris Hemsworth is just a very straightforward, like, this is an action film and nothing much more type of thing. And we reviewed it. Uh, and I remember we generally liked it. It's just it's a boilerplate yep. action movie, but it's just yep. done really well. Um, yep. And uh, and so, yeah. So. This is Chris Hemsworth produced this. Chris Hemsworth produced this. This stars his wife, Elsa Pataki, who you may know from like one of the Fast and Furious movies. She was like this. Say Helga Pataki. No, Elsa Pataki. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. It's very close. Very close. Um, so yeah, uh, so that stars it stars Elsa Pataki, who is a U.S. Army captain who is stationed on this, uh, this. Uh, missile interceptor platform. The concept being that if there's a nuclear attack against the United States, there's like a base, uh, Fort Greeley in Alaska, which is a real launch site for anti-ballistic missiles. So it's real thing. It's in Fairbanks, Alaska. And essentially it's like if someone launches nukes against the U S Fort Greeley is like the first response to intercept and destroy Mm -hmm. nuclear missiles you know, in the upper atmosphere to protect, protect, uh, the United States. And there's another one, um, down in the Pacific ocean. I don't know if that one's real. It doesn't have a thing on it, but it has, it doesn't have a hyperlink because Fort Greeley's real. Um, so whatever, I'm not sure how, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's many more that we don't know about so that they don't get attacked. Um, anyways, so this other one, this, this interceptor platform is somewhere in the, in the, in the Pacific ocean in the South Pacific. Um, and that's where she is. She gets stationed there. And soon after she arrives, there is an infiltration of the base. And these people are trying, these people have already stolen like 16 nuclear warheads 
um, and taking control of them from from Russia. And all these operatives have to do is seize control. They've already taken Fort Greeley. So all they have to do is take control of this platform and they can ensure that if they launch those nukes against the U.S., there will be no intercept, no anti-ballistic missiles. And the U.S. will be, uh, will like like 300 million people will die. Like almost the entire population of the U.S. will just die uh, from multiple nuclear bombs. So it's kind okay. of a, it's a relatively actually serious <laughs> uh, plot. Yeah. Um, and standing in their way is J.J. Collins, who is a like super fighter person, you know, who, you know, yeah. who, uh, uh, is, is, it has managed to keep them from entering the control room, but it's only a matter of time before they get in. And the Navy SEALs are like two hours away for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. so there's no, there's really no help. Um, okay. anyway, that's the plot. Um, so I gave interceptor two stars. I just said it's a movie. Um, because it's very basic and it, it it's not like it ever presents itself as anything else. This is an action film and I watched it cause I just wanted to watch an action film. So mm. I didn't piss me off. Uh, nothing was like, there's really nothing wrong with it, but I didn't want to give it three stars. And I kept thinking about why. And I think it's just, uh, it's probably the writing. Um, there's just a lot of like, uh, uh, very stock characters, very stock asshole characters, um, there's an interesting, like not backstory, but like the, the depth they try to give her character is that she is back on this base after having been essentially, and this is told a lot through flashbacks. Um, she, she was essentially like had her career ruined in the military because she was sexually assaulted by a general and reported him. And he was discharged, but it was her. It's, 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 it's like a, it's like a, you know, me too narrative. It's like a, but she was the one who like had her barracks spray painted and people destroying her, like slashing her tires and that whole deal. Um, and that's the way that she's kind of been beaten down. And that's sort of what's motivating her and fueling her is like this, 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 and what gives her character depth. Cause she's like, I'm never going to let you into this room. And the, the, the guy who's taken over the base is like, you know, you know, looks her up and he's just like, what is the, after how the military treated you, like, you're really going to defend the United States after the way they, is this how they treat their armed services? So it's not, it's not bad. Like it's, it's actually structurally kind of interesting. Um, it's just the, it's just some of these things where it's like, you have this turncoat character who's like, you know, Hey, but, uh, don't come like, uh, you, you're not invited to cards later. There's going to be a lot of locker room talk. And I was like, good Lord. It's, that, that that phrase is like six years old. Can we can we move right. on? Wasn't that during Trump's yeah. candidacy? Yeah. Okay. So this so. was a long time ago, and it's like, come on, y'all. Like it's kind of like Bruce yeah. Banner saying "shut the front door" in Endgame. It's yeah. like, y'all, this is an old joke. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? Yep. But I did enjoy Interceptor. I like Extraction better. If we're just gonna pair them as companion pieces, like you know, since the stars are are married, I do like this one. And part of what sells it is Elsa Pataki. Um, who I'm going to do the terrible thing. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about her age real quick because, um, I'd somehow feel like it's relevant. So she's 46. Um, she is in ridiculous shape Mm. for a 46 year old and, and, and a person in general, like Chris Hemsworth is in amazing shape, but Chris Hemsworth's like 38 or something. He's still in his thirties. So his wife is, is a few years older than him. Um, and she, she sells to me the believability of this character of, of the, of somebody uh, overpowering or beating up 
um, she doesn't even fight that many people, like maybe four or five people. It's not like sure. she fights a room full of dudes. Most of the time she yeah. fights, it's or all the time. I think every time she fights, it's against one person. So mm-hmm. they keep the action pretty believable, not just for like a, a, a short woman fighting somebody, but just a human being in, in hand-to-hand combat. It's, right. you know, it's, it's arguably more believable than Chris Hemsworth <laughs> scenes in, <laughs> in, in, uh, I almost said extract. It's that Mike Judge movie, uh, Extraction. Yes. Um, so if if you want an action movie, uh, you know, not too complicated, maybe a little bit of depth and, you know, expose you to some like to some something a little bit different than what you're used to in an action movie. Um, I, you know, Interceptor, Interceptor gets a light recommendation from me. It's just like, okay. you know, those sorts of lines just bother me. Um, yeah. But uh, but there was a there's there's still there's a couple of moments in the movie that. I guess I won't spoil that are like, okay, that was cool. That was well done. That was effective. Mm -hmm. And they're not always action scenes. It's like, there's like a dramatic scene involving a hostage that she has to allow to be harmed because she cannot open the door. And that was an effective drama scene. Cause most of them like, is it just Elsa? I was thinking like, why do the lines bother me? Her lines bother me. Is it because they're just written for someone who, who, who like is it just because they're written for someone who feels like it wasn't her is it because she's not a good actress maybe that's what maybe she's just not a strong actress but then we get to these dramatic scenes i'm like no she's selling me the performance it's just the writing um yeah and that's that's what it is so uh but yeah. but no i as far as this goes i would watch elsa pataki do more movies like this i'd watch an interceptor too even though it'd be a completely contrived project the same way i'm watching i would watch extraction too i just i enjoyed it enough to see more I just yeah. um, didn't don't rate it as high, um, right? But I wasn't by the end of it. I was like, huh. there's just stuff. I mean, there, there's easy opportunities in a movie like this to go like, let's get her to, you know, we'll have her break down because she's only human, you know, and like right. she'll open the door because you know we're gonna show that empathy is important. And I was appreciative that they were like, no, this person is doing her job. She is not gonna open the door under any circumstance. I'll just I'll spoil that. She doesn't open the door. Yeah. So she, she, she does not let them in. Um, I'm not saying they don't get in. She does not break down and let them in. She is yeah. just, she's committed and, and there's more moral, moral complexity and a guilt complex that comes from people being harmed because you will not do something because it is your sworn duty that yeah. you don't see that much of in movies. Um, oddly, you, you would think movies would be the perfect time to, have characters have an iron will and say, I'm not opening the door and I'm going to face the darkness of the consequence of that because too many movies go, maybe there's a way like, no, okay, I'll let them in. I'm sorry, dad. And that way the audience doesn't have to watch someone's dad get killed, but you know, the person just sort of opened the door and that's unsatisfying. It's also more honest, right? Because, because your, your, your character has, um, she's doing a job and she has a set of beliefs and follows those beliefs through no matter the cost. Mm-hmm. That that's just satisfying to watch because on a character level, it's consistent 100% of the time. Yeah. Well, it's and, not like, well, okay, in this situation, I'll bend right. my, yeah. No, it's, it's a character that has integrity and, and, uh, and, and has to suffer a loss because of it. Mm. Um, and that's, I like that. The last time yeah. I, I remember pointing that out was, I think it was like Olympus has fallen like mm. some member of cabinet down in the bunker and the people still get down there. And they're like, give me the codes or whatever, and I'll kill you. And she just says, like, I pledge allegiance to the flag. And she gets shot. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, that was cool. 
Yeah. Like they didn't do the thing where it's like, oh, I have a family. Okay. She was just like, she was like, yeah. nope. And she just starts saying right. the Pledge of Allegiance. And I was like, I was like, you know what? This movie's pretty middle of the road, but that was a really cool moment. That was cool. Yeah. You know, I wish I, yeah. I want to cherry pick great moments in medium films. <laughs> yes. And that would be one of them. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Anyways. So that's, that's uh interceptor. I almost said cool. Samaritan. <laughs> <laughs> Which I repeat, I did not see. <laughs> Samariceptor. Samariceptor. Intermarin. Intermarin. Okay, anyway, that's that's, yes. that's it for this episode. <laughs> Yay! Yeah.